from the studios of Cambridge Community Television in Cambridge, Massachusetts, performed in front of a live studio audience, Cambridge Vintage Mystery Players are pleased to present the debut performance of The Ominous Otherworldly Oddfellows Occurrences. From their, for their previous cases, the Marshall sisters have gone undercover in the chocolate-dipping room of a candy factory. Smashed music boxes looking for an important clue. And performed in a vaudeville dancing act. Sugarfoot, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In tonight's case, it's 1928, and high above Central Square, otherworldly beings are interrupting the Oddfellows' secret ceremonies. Can the Marshall Sisters Detective Agency, assisted by Tommy McAllister and his band of Massad marauders, solve the case of the ominous otherworldly Oddfellows' occurrences? Act one, scene one, Marshall Detective Agency. You're not dead. Are you sure? Hey, he's dead but still talking. That's a coincidence. Tommy, what's going on down there? Are you all right? Yes, Miss Marshall. Billy fell off the back of a streetcar and we thought he was dead, but he's not. I'm not? Well, bring him up here so we can take a look and see if he needs a doctor. Tommy, we have told you again and again that riding on the back of the streetcars is dangerous. Now let's get a look at your friend. What's your name? My name is Billy, and I'm not dead. <laughs> you definitely seem very much alive. Tommy, can you bring me a wet cloth so I can wipe Billy's head and take a look at the damage? And when you've done that, Tommy, you can tell us why you and your friends aren't in school at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. On Tuesdays, we sell the vegetables from the pool farm at the city market. What's the poor farm? It's right near my house in North Cambridge, and Billy and Pat live there with their mother. This is Billy's brother, Pat, Mrs. Marshall. Oh, now I remember. Sis, Emily Goodrow was talking about it at our last tea party. Tea party? I thought you dames, I mean ladies, only went to gin joints with your pals. Oh, that's neither here nor there, Tommy. Now I remember, sis. Mrs. Goodrow was trying to get us to contribute, to supplement the money the city provides to give a home to people who have nothing. Oh, sorry, boys. That's okay, miss. At least now that we live at the poor farm, we have beds to sleep in, three meals a day, and we can keep some of the we money we get selling our vegetables at the market. Yep, and we have indoor hot baths. When old dad died, mom tried to cover all rent by taking in laundry. But it wasn't enough, so the landlord kicked us out. There's also a giant apple tree that we climb to hide and spy on everyone. Well, uh, Billy, your head seems to be okay now that I've cleaned the blood and dirt off. But no more riding on the back of streetcars, or you won't be so lucky next time. And about school? Thanks, Mrs. Marshalls. We've got to beat feet out of here. <laughs> Those little imps. I've never actually met anyone that lived in the poor farm before. We worry about getting enough cases to pay our office rent. But Auntie May owns the building, and we always know we have a place to live. I know. We, we donate to local charities and, and help Tommy and his family out by giving him a job, but... 
Most of the time we live our safe little lives. Well, aside from dealing with bootleggers or fake mediums. Suffragette saboteurs, greedy industrialists. Yeah. And worst of all, having, having to, to perform, perform in a vaudeville, vaudeville show. Act one, scene two, Cambridge Poor Farm. I'm so glad you stopped today, Alice and Louise. I guess I did pique your interest in last week's tea party. <laughs> we knew that the poor farm provides an important service, but today was the first time we actually met two boys who live here with their mother. They were in Central Square selling vegetables from the farm here? Yes. The farm is one of our most important features because it gives the residents an opportunity to be self-sufficient. This is a beautiful building. It's one of the most modern and comfortable facilities in the U.S. It's hard to believe that Right here in Cambridge, there are so many people who can't afford rent or food. And, oh yes, Mrs. Marshall, there are many less fortunate souls all across our city. Thanks to the poorhouse and settlement houses, such as the Margaret Fuller House, we're able to help many of the families, but there are still more that need help. How long has the poor farm been here? This building was built in the middle of the last century. Before that time, all of this land was apple orchards. My husband became superintendent, and I the matron, in 1900. Our proudest accomplishment is indoor hot running water, meaning that all residents can have a hot bath inside. Yes, we heard about that from Pat and Billy this morning. Just another thing I've always taken for granted. Oh, look, here's Mr. Barnes of the Cambridge Oddfellows Lodge. The Oddfellows are our largest benefactors. Good afternoon, Mr. Bar Mr. Barnes. Good afternoon, Mrs. Goodrow. Mrs. Marshall, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Barnes. Mr. Barnes, the Mrs. Marshall. They run a detective agency in Central Square. Nice, nice to meet you. As I was saying, Mr. Barnes and the Oddfellows are major benefactors of the poor farm. In addition to supplementing the city's financial support, many of the Oddfellows frequently visit us here. Mr. Barnes, I don't mean to be rude, but what is an Oddfellow when it's at home? The Oddfellows are one of the oldest international fraternal and charitable organizations, Miss Marshall. Uh, the Oddfellows started in 1810 in Manchester, England. The Cambridge Lodge was established in 1869 with the dedication of the Oddfellows Hall in Central Square. Oddfellows, eh? Sounds like just another club that doesn't allow women to join. On the contrary, Miss Marshall. The Oddfellows have had women members since 1868. Mr. Barnes, as I said, Alice and Louise run a detective agency just up the block from the Oddfellows Hall at 536 Massachusetts Avenue. They've had success with many cases. Mrs. Marshall, what are you doing here? We mean, how nice to see you, Mrs. Marshall. Right, boys? Yes. I'm glad to see your head doesn't seem to have suffered permanent damage, Billy. Yes, Mrs. Marshall. I mean, no, Mrs. Marshall. Didn't you tell us you were going to school after you sold your vegetables? So we gotta scram. Boys, the school is that way. Act one, scene three, Marshall Detective Agency. Why low, sell high. I see men jumping from skyscrapers one year from now. Ruin and desolation all around in 1929. Do you hear that crazy dame on the second floor? Sounds like she's waylaid another one of our clients. She calls herself a financial consultant. 
She's definitely shady. She used to call herself Mrs. Righteous when she was selling that snake oil to cure alcoholics. Now she calls herself Victoria Bayerl Esquire. And she looks like someone else we ran across in a recent case. Come in. Come in. Is this the Marshall Detective Agency? That's what it says on the door. Come on in and take a load off. Thank you. I've never met a private detective before. It's taken me days to steal myself to come over here. It seemed fortuitous when we met at the poor farm today. <laughs> we heard our downstairs neighbor, the financial consultant, giving you the oil on your way up. I'm surprised you were able to give her the bum's rush so quickly. Yes, I was waylaid on the second floor by Miss Bayerl, one of our newest members. She tried to get me to come into her office so she could consult her crystal ball. When I continued to climb the stairs, she shouted about a big market crash and people jumping from skyscrapers in 1929. <laughs> it was most awkward. So, how can we help you, Mr. Barnes? As I mentioned earlier today, at the Poor Farm, the Odd Fellows were originally founded in Manchester, England, and the local Cambridge Hall was dedicated in 1869. Shortly after that time, there was some sort of falling out between the two chapters. I just received a letter from the Manchester Lodge Noble Grand saying that he and the Toronto Noble Grand will be arriving here three days from now, and you've just got to stop these occurrences before they arrive. What occurrences, Mr. Barnes? Just take a deep breath to calm yourself and start from the beginning. Okay. For the past month, our ceremonies have been interrupted by ghostly noises, eerie voices, and bells. Some of our members are afraid to attend our meetings. Has anything else been going on? Yes. Sometimes when I arrive at the hall, things have been moved around in the ceremonial chamber. Can you think of any reason why someone would want to do this? No. Well, except for the rumors about a hidden treasure brought over from Manchester by the founders, but I'd never believed in it. Treasure trove? Well, that's certainly a good motivation for people to search the building. I wonder if it's the real McCoy. Why don't we go over there now and you can show us the scene of the crime. Oh, buy low, sell high. I see men jumping from skyscrapers. And one year from now, ruin and desolation is all around in 1929. Act two, scene one, Oddfellows Hall. This is our main gathering room where we hold our meetings. Each meeting begins with a short ceremony, that is, and that is when the strange things happen. After the ceremony, we discuss our charitable works and enjoy dinner together. Jeepers, this place is swanky. Look at all the wood paneling and the platforms with canopies at either end of the room. You shred it, Wheat. Mr. Barnes, is the opening ceremony the same for every meeting? Yes, it is. The leader, sits on one of, the leader sits on one of the canopied platforms and the other members start in a circle and then move out to the edges of the room one by one, repeating the same words that have been said at every opening ceremony since 1869. 
I'm gonna take a look around the room to see if there might be openings in the paneling or, or maybe even a secret passage where someone could be hiding and causing the hauntings. Sis, you always hope there's a secret passage. And you've got to admit that there usually is in these old Cambridge buildings. Mr. Barnes, can you show me around the rest of the building while Louise investigates here? Uh, certainly, <laughs> just come down this hallway. Mrs. Marshall. What the? Tommy? Is that you? Where are you? Over here, next to the canopy under the window. Don't tell me. You're in the secret passage. How did you know? Pat and Billy are with me, too. Hiya. Hiya. <laughs> you nearly made me jump out of my skin. How did you boys get in here? We must have mortals have our way. Must have how much? Remember the Sherlock Holmes book you gave me? Holmes had his Baker Street Irregulars who helped him with the cases. So we're the Mass Ave Marauders at your service, Mrs. Marshall. We can help you solve your cases. Nifty! I'm certainly impressed that you've already found a secret passage in here. But how did you get in? There's an entrance behind the bookcase in the fourth floor hallway and one in this room. That sounds like a great hiding place for anyone wanting to make mischief like the haunting that's been going on. How long have you boys been sneaking in here? We've been coming here on Tuesday and Thursday nights for a few months because they have lots of leftover cake after their meetings. We know all the local spots that have extra food, and it's fun to spy on people. We eat some of the cake and then bring some home for the other kids. Wait a minute. You boys aren't doing the hauntings here, are you? No, Miss Marshall, but we've learned some interesting things from hiding in here. A lot of the odd fellows are trying to find the treasure, and they've been looking everywhere in the building. We've almost been discovered a couple of times. Hmm. Mr. Barnes made it sound like the treasure was just a rumor that most people didn't believe. But your investigation shows that it is a big deal. Nice work, boys. Do you have uh, any theories about why or how the haunting's done? Who's doing it? We think one of the odd fellows wants to scare all of the other all of the others out during the ceremony so they can look for the treasure in here. This room is locked all the time except during the Tuesday and Thursday night meetings. Look what we find, found in here, Miss Marshall. A gramophone and some bells tied to thin wire that goes out through the paneling into the chamber. So somebody can set up the gramophone before the ceremony and pull the wires during the ceremony to frighten the odd fellows. It would frighten me if I didn't know where it's coming from. Hmm. So the ghost obviously knows about the secret passage and is using it to pull his or her hijinks. Good detective work, boys. Now, let's make a plan for spying on tonight's ceremony. Act two, scene two, Oddfellows Hall. Greetings. Odd fellows all. Greetings, odd fellows all. On this, the 18th day of April, 1928, the Cambridge Odd Fellows gather as we have each week since 1869. In this ceremonial chamber, we walk the ancient paths.
uh, north, three, three, nine, four, one, five, six. West, seven, nine, two, three, zero, one, six. When three in the fruitful grove combine, and together walk these lines, the long-held secret will unfold, as is revealed the gleaming gold. The, the gleaming gold. gold! Get down, boys. A couple of them are heading this way. It should be right around here somewhere. Do you mind? This is my spot. Now get out of the way. Your spot? I was here first. Now get back to your so-called high-class vaudeville theatre and leave me alone. Listen, Tots, I joined this lousy club just to get a shot at the treasure and nobody's going to stop me. Why don't you get back to your so-called financial consulting business and leave me be? I've been searching this room for months and you tell me, me, to get out of your way? I'm the one who's been haunting this place to try to get them out of here so I can look around. I mean, uh, oh, I mean, that the is... Old fellows, uh, let us gather in the dining room for conversation and conviviality. Phew, that was close. I bet they're looking for the treasure behind the paneling. I recognize both of those dames. One's the financial consultant who has an office in our building, Victoria Bay Earl, and the other is that tough broad that runs the scenic Temple Vaudeville Theater. Oh yeah, I remember her. She thought my ventriloquism act had something. Hmm? Act two, scene three. Marshall Detective Agency. And then the one says, why don't you get back to your so-called high-class vaudeville theater? And then the other one says to that one, why don't you get back to your so-called consulting business? So that's what they were doing. I wondered why they were over in the corner of the room tapping on the wood paneling. And then Miss Bayer let it slip that she was doing the haunting. We couldn't see everything from the passage, sis, what was it like being part of the big ceremony? Did you see anything we missed? At first, it all sounded like applesauce to me with the groves and the paths and the gold and taking all those steps while reciting numbers. But then I started to wonder if there really is a treasure, then maybe all the reciting and the steps are the clues to where the treasure's hidden. But where is it? We've searched that entire building, including the secret passage in the coal cellar, and we haven't found any sign of it. And those two dames, I mean ladies, have searched all over, too. Well, we've solved the case for Mr. Barnes by finding the haunting source and the culprit. At least he won't have to worry about that tomorrow night when the Manchester and Toronto Lodge Noble Grands arrive. Attaboys, Tommy, Pat, and Billy. We never would have found that secret passage and haunting items without the Mass Ave Marauders. I wonder if there really is a treasure or if it's all made up. 
We'll have to see what happens tomorrow night when all three of the Odd Fellows Lodge leaders perform the ceremony together. That's it! What? Watch what it. it! Part of the ceremony. When three and the Fruitful Grove combine, it's the three lodges. So you think that if all three lodge leaders perform a ceremony together, they'll figure out where the treasure is hidden. Right! I wonder where the Fruitful Grove could be. Act three, scene one, Oddfellows Hall. Greetings, Oddfellows All. Greetings, Oddfellows All. On this auspicious night in Oddfellows history, the noble grands of all three lodges of Cambridge, Manchester, and, on, and Toronto assemble in this chamber for the first time since 1869. It is truly an honor, noble grand of the Cambridge Lodge, to celebrate with you, the noble grand of the Manchester Lodge, in this beautiful ceremonial chamber. I, too, am honored to celebrate with the Cambridge Lodge and the noble grands of Toronto and Cambridge on this most momentous occasion. On this, the 20th day of April, 1928, the Cambridge Oddfellows gather as we have each week since 1869. I call upon the Manchester Lodge Noble Grand to begin our ceremony, followed by Toronto and finally Cambridge. In this ceremonial chamber, we walk the ancient paths. The ancient paths. North 4221518. West 71060081. North and west again, just like in the Cambridge ceremony. It's got to be latitude and longitude. Tommy, start writing these numbers down, quick! You're the cat's meow, sis. That makes sense. Each lodge has one set of the latitude and longitude coordinates. I don't want to be a wet blanket, but how can we use all these latitude and longitude numbers to find the treasure? Shh! We need to listen to each of the numbers and write them down exactly as we hear them. North, five, three, two, eight, one, five, three. West, two, one, four, zero, four, four. Okay. So now we've got the three sets of numbers. What do we do with them? Maybe the next part of the ceremony will tell us about the location of the treasure. When three in the fruitful grove combine and together walk these lines, the long-held secret will unfold as is revealed the gleaming gold. Where the brook and the state road cross, you will find what has been lost. The only brook I know of in Cambridge is Alewife Brook. But what is the state road? Massachusetts Avenue. The, the poor, poor farm. farm. Oh, remember what Emily said used to be on the grounds before the poor farm was built? Apple orchards. The fruited grove. Come on, let's get a wiggle on over to the poor farm before anyone else figures out where the treasure is. <laughs> Act three, scene two, poor farm. 
It's gotta be here somewhere. You again, you claim jumper. I've been trying to get this treasure for years since my, uh, my other business ventures failed. Your business ventures? You try running a high-class vaudeville theater in this city with the city council all over me like a cheap suit every time the dancing girls' hemlines go up an inch. And don't get me started on the talkies. Ladies, please, lower your voices. Our residents are trying to sleep. And just who might you be? I'm Emily Goudreau, the matron of the poor farm, and you ladies are making a lot of noise that is disturbing our residents. Oh, yeah? Well, my sleep is disturbed every night trying to run the scenic temple without going broke. And my dreams are disturbed with visions of the coming stock market crash, men jumping from skyscrapers next year in 1929. Ladies, I'm sorry to hear about your troubles, but my residents need their sleep. What are you doing here in the middle of the night anyway? Ladies, didn't we see you at the Oddfellows Hall? Yes, you dashed out just as the ceremony was ending before we adjourned for dinner and convivial conversation. And it looks like you figured out the same thing we did. Once the three lodges' ceremonies were combined, the clues to the treasure pointed to this spot. Gentlemen, do you mind? My residents are trying to sleep while more and more people keep arriving and talking about treasure. What treasure? Apologies, Mrs... Mrs. Goudreau. I'm the matron of this poor farm, and you're all disturbing my residents with your pacing, talking, and digging. Uh, Mrs. Goudreau, I am Mr. George Hammond of the Manchester Oddfellows Lodge, and this is Mr. Garrett Lawrence of the Toronto Oddfellows Lodge. Uh, we apologize profusely for our trespass. Oddfellows? Where's Mr. Barnes? Unfortunately, Mr. Barnes was overcome with emotion when we realized at the end of tonight's ceremony that the three lodges' parts combined pointed to the location of the oh. mythical treasure. In reading through my grandfather's papers recently, I discovered that in 1869, three brothers left Manchester, England, together to travel to Canada and the U.S. They were members of the original Oddfellows Manchester Large, and they brought a treasure with them. Tonight was the first time that the Grand Nobles of the Three Lodges performed a combined ceremony since that year, because, of the, brother, because the brothers had a falling out during their trip and never spoke again. It appears that, before they had the falling out, they hid the treasure on the grounds of what is now this poor farm. Is this what you're looking for? Boys, bring the chest over here. Uh, what the? Uh, here you go, Mrs. Marshall. It was right here where you said it would be once we paced out the steps from the last apple tree standing on the grounds. Say, don't I know you? Were you in one of my shows last year? Yeah, I've got it. You are a magician's assistant. And you screamed bloody murder when you were getting sawed in half. And your sister was even worse. She looked like she was bullificated in the tap dancing act. All right, never mind about that. The important thing is that we figured out the numbers recited in each of the three lodge ceremonies were latitude and longitude measurement for one of the other lodges. It took us a while to identify the location of the fruited groves. But then I remembered Emily telling us that this whole area used to be apple orchards before the poor farm was built. And then I figured out that the only brick in Cambridge is Alewife Brook, which is right over there. And the state road is Mass Half, which crosses Alewife Brook here. Pat and Billy told us earlier this week about the big apple tree on the grounds here, and it all made sense. 
we added up the latitude and longitude numbers for each of the three locations. Then Mrs. Marshall had us pace them out, starting from the big apple tree. And we found the treasure. The chest isn't even locked. Why don't you all come out to the parlor so we can see what you found? Please try to keep your voices quiet. Three, scene three, Marshall Detective Agency. I hope you've recovered from last night's shock, Mr. Barnes. I have. Thank you, Miss Marshall. Uh, I'm eager to hear more about how you found the treasure last night. As we told you, we figured out the clues from observing the combined ceremony of the three lodges last night. And then me and the gang, the mass of marauders, paced out the steps from the big apple tree like Miss Marshall told us to. And we found it! Just like in Treasure Island, being a detective is the bee's knees. And when we opened the chest, there was a note signed by the three brothers saying, the odd fellows are organized for the purpose of giving aid to those in need and of pursuing projects for the benefit of all mankind. Therefore, it is our wish that this treasure be of use to the citizens of Cambridge. And the chest was filled with gold and silver coins. Mr. and Mrs. Goodrow were thrilled to hear that they can use the money to help more needy souls at the poor farm and across the city. I wonder what caused the brothers to fall out and never speak again. It is mysterious Mr. Lawrence wasn't able to find any explanation in his grandfather's papers. How sad. I have to say, I was shocked at the behavior of our two newest members, Miss Bayerl and... Uh, Mrs. Myers. Imagine Miss Bayerl trying to scare the Oddfellows with her haunting in order to get at the treasure. And her constant predictions about a stock market crash in 1929 are getting tiresome, too. I know. Everybody knows the market just keeps going up and has never been so high in its history. And anybody can invest now, not just rich people. Yes, I'm afraid I'll have to speak with her about it, resigning. And Mrs. Myers' behavior is also not fitting for an Oddfellow. I know she runs a high-class vaudeville theater, but really? Well, I must be going now. Thank you so much, Mrs. Marshall and the Mass Admirators, for solving this case. You have the gratitude of the Oddfellows, and we will recommend your services to others. You're most welcome, Mr. Barnes, and keep up the good work for the benefit of mankind. By low, sell high. I see men jumping from skyscrapers one year from now. <gasps> Ruin and desolation all around in 1929. So what's your next case? Your next case, boys, is going to school. It's 10.30 on a Friday morning, and I think school is in session today. I'm not aware of any national holidays today, are you, sis? Got a scram. Come on, boys. Did you ever start writing that mystery series about the girl sleuth who drives around in a roadster solving cases with her chums? The one kind of like the Hardy Boys, but with girl detectives? Mm -hmm. I haven't started it yet. But depending on how long it takes for our next taste case to come in, I might start it next week. Not sure if it will sell. But I'm sure I'll, I'll have fun writing it. And how.